What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny X Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today is our 13th episode here in October. And I am joined by two incredible co hosts today. Of course, I am joined by Alana Pierce. Alana, we are celebrating something big. Your YouTube channel has hit 500,000 subscribers. So big congratulations to Alana over Thank there. You. Heck yeah, Alana. That is great. And on top of that, you are coming hot off of a Fall Guy shoutcasting event. I cannot wait mm. to talk Fall Guys shoutcasting and your big YouTube milestone. How are you feeling today? Thanks for coming on a Friday. You know, I tried to channel my inner Snowbike Mike uh, with the shoutcasting. I was like, what would Mike do? So, you know, being positive, getting behind people. I was picking the people I liked. I found some cool new creators. I wanted to give a shout out to um, a YouTube creator called Jazzy Guns that I didn't know about previously. Awesome. She's She was like very funny, like very positive. Um, I think she does a lot of like Among Us content and obviously Fall Guys content as well. So definitely a shout out to her. She was awesome. But yeah, we got, it, was, it was really heated in the end. Um, didn't, didn't expect the game to be that close, but everyone who got to the, the final round, the final two teams were all good friends. So it was just like this, like very positive banter to raise, uh, basically the, the winner donated a hundred thousand dollars to UNICEF and they won real wearable in real person Fall Guys crowns. Uh, it was very cool. I'm exhausted, but it was super fun. <laughs> As someone who watched live, Alana, you absolutely killed it. You and the team over there, it looked like a ton of fun. And it's really incredible, uh, two things here, how much fun Fall Guys can be and how competitive it can get. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, doing those events, just like you brought up, it's really cool to meet new creators, see their style, get to buy into them on this small little piece that you get to see a slice of what they do and then follow them somewhere else and, you know, find somebody new that you love. I really love that, uh, that opportunity. Yeah, good on YouTube Gaming for organizing that. Like that, that, that was really all them, like picking the creators who were the best suited to it and everyone had a good time. The vibe was really positive. So yeah, definitely props to YouTube Gaming for, for organizing the event. It was uh, uh, very fun to be a part of. And I am tired. <laughs> Turns out yelling commentary for two hours is tough. But I feel like we should get to finally introducing our guest. Oh, yeah. We have an incredible guest this week. That's right. The one, the only, the dopest guy on planet Earth. My man, Khalif Adams from Spawn on Me. Khalif, thank you so much for joining us today in place of Gary Witta. Fam, first of all, getting to replace the amazing, the incomparable Gary Witta. I don't know if that's even possible. I don't even know if that's a real thing you can actually do. Uh, but I will say to you and the rest of the crew, Sad I tell you on the tippy tie, because I know you understand what I just said. Uh, and everybody <laughs> else who, who understands uh, the wonderful uh, stylings of Pootie Tang will also get that as well. I'm super excited to rock with you, fam. It's been a long time coming. I'm super excited to be on the show uh, and getting to rock with you too. That's awesome, Cleef. And you've been having a killer 2020. I know the world is in flames, but man, spawn on me and Khalif Adams continue to skyrocket and reach for the stars. I know you've been doing some really cool stuff. Do you want to share one thing with all of our best friends that you've done? Ooh, I mean, we got partnered with Reebok this year, which was interesting and nuts. Uh, we were one of the first podcasts to do something like that with Team Liquid. Uh, I'm streaming every Thursday night on our Spawn on Me channel, uh, doing Thursday night football with the NFL this year. Cool. Craziness is happening uh, for us. And it's all been, of course, because of all of our Chicago residents, you know, giving us love and, and rocking with us. Oh, and we joined the Fanbyte Network uh, as a podcast in their new, uh, in their podcast network as well. So that was, you know, huge for us to get us to, to grow even bigger than we've already kind of done. So it's Killing been it. a very, very good year uh, in that way. Not to yeah. insult kind of funny or myself, but I had a friend uh, recently be like, Spawn on Me is the only gaming podcast that I listen to because they actually talk about real things. And I was like, look, you've insulted me on four levels, but also I get it. <laughs> well, to that person, I thank you very much. And also, <laughs> don't disparage a lot in the rest of our crew like that. But, uh, but thank you. Thank you for, for listening. And, and, and thank you for, you know, again, giving us the time to rock with y'all today. Because it's a super dope. We've been waiting to do this for a long time. That's oh, yeah. awesome. And we're happy to have you, Khalif. And the coolest part is we love to get everybody talking. So let's jump in with a fun icebreaker. Of course, I brought it up earlier. This is episode 13 of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. It's Friday in October. Yeah, it's not Friday the 13th, but I'm going to put both of those together, and we're going to talk horror games. So, mm. Alana, I'll kick it to you first. Give me just a fun horror game that we should be telling our best friends to check out or play if they want to get spooky this season. Have I ever told you what my favorite game is, Mike? Fable? 
the untold stories, untold legacy, untold legends. <laughs> the lost chapter. Lost so technically, I'm getting, no, I'm getting my, close. My number one favorite game is Deadly Premonition, which is Ooh. a survival horror that is, it's not like it's unknown by any means, but it's still kind of niche. Like people who aren't very involved in gaming will be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, but you can still you can grab it on PC. The director's cut came out maybe two years ago, maybe longer. I don't know. But uh, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give people a very strange recommendation for Deadly Premonition because it is terrible. It is a bad video game made by someone who didn't want it to have any actual gameplay and clearly just kind of put it in there because they had to. The map is awful. The driving is atrocious. But it's it's it is genuinely my favorite game. I have a tattoo for Deadly Premonition. Um, because it is this murder mystery in this town full of very bizarre people that you could, on paper, say Deadly Premonition is badly written because everyone is so weird, but I, I vehemently disagree. I think these characters, though they are not realistic whatsoever, are extremely well-written because they are consistent and thorough and so engaging. Um, it's basically, um, what's it called? Twin Peaks, the video game but made by a Japanese man. So it's also like what a Japanese person thinks the Pacific, Pacific Northwest is in a murder <laughs> mystery while also being clunky and awful and bad. So play Deadly Premonition. I love it. You might hate it. It it either gets 10 out of 10s or 0 out of 10s, but if it's mm -hmm. a 10 out of 10 for you, it's going to change your life. Wow. Okay, Khalif, she's coming with a 10 out of 10. Could change my life. Yep. You got a big task here at number two. <laughs> now, how do you how do you follow Deadly Premonition? Because yeah, Deadly Premonition is all the bad, all the worst things yeah. in the world and all the best things in the world. It's like that. It's true. Um, I have a couple of different versions of this answer. One, I'm gonna go the kind of straight route and say, uh, of course, Dead Space 2 is my all-time favorite. Love that game as a person oh, yeah. who loves gore and 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 kind of jump scares and all that kind of stuff. That game is fantastic. Um, my 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 BS answer is every David Cage game because they're all terrible and horror horror games if you really think about them. Um, but the the one that I really love is Silent Hill Two. Silent Hill Two so is brilliant. It is one of the best games on the planet. Again, it it pulls in atmosphere, terrible controls, uh, walls that bleed, uh, aliens, all this other madness that goes along with a, with a horror game and sci-fi and all these other kind of genres together. And it is but a also a compelling story. Oh, of course, it is. It is the precursor to Jason. 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 It is, it is the, the real Jason. Basically Jason. In a real way. Yeah. So, <laughs> I so. uh, yeah, I love I love Silent Hill too, and also I not so long ago ranked my top five games of the generation and i decided to do it drunk because i just didn't think i could do it sober it would be too difficult <laughs> and the most controversial decision i had because it was a live stream i'll edit it down eventually um was that i put silent hill pt as number uh, five i think yeah um because though it's not a game it's a playable teaser or a demo it is such a fantastic horror experience oh okay. i fully agree with you on that it, it is my it is my why didn't they get this done game of generation because it would have my God, would have had every that little that little thing in the bag, the little person in the bag. Come what was on. up with that? What was up with that? Sometimes I, I wonder though that PT's so good that there's no way that Silent Hills could have been as good as PT. Yeah, I mean, so and the fact that they wanted to put Norman Reedus in it would have killed it and made it terrible. But you know, we see what happened with with that with that relationship and where that <laughs> with that went. Still don't know what happened in Death Stranding. Boxes. It is, it is the foretelling of the United States Postal Service. That's that is true. He did predict Dang, postal service crisis in a pandemic. I, I, people front on Kojima like he's not a genius. And of course, no matter, you know, he's the master of convoluted storytelling. But in the same vein, he actually is a prophet in multiple yep. ways. So I feel like we should just acknowledge that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm sure that man has crystals in a bed in a base room in a, in a bedroom somewhere. He's doing he's doing seances and all that cool stuff mm -hmm. to figure it out. Keeping it with the spooky stuff, I'm gonna go with something new and something that's hot right now, and that is phasmophobia that everybody's playing currently on Twitch, kind of taking over the uh, the news cycle right now, and it is a ton of fun. It's actually hands down probably the scariest game I've ever played, and it's not for graphics, it's not for the jump scares. It is the initial build up in suspense of you and your friend or friends who have no idea what you're trying to do to capture this ghost running around a house that lights are turning off. Mm -hmm. People are making sounds. It is truly terrifying to hear you and your friends scream in each other's ears. And then when you see the ghost, 
oh yeah, that's something you're never going to forget. So that's mm. my horror game of the week right now that you should check out. I haven't played it yet. I'm very excited oh. about it. Um, I definitely, like I love horror games. I love that this is co-op. Yes. That it is four mm -hmm. people experiencing the thing. And that's what I was wondering about it from the small things that I've seen. It seemed like it might just be one of those gimmicky jump scare games that everyone plays because it's fun to watch people scream on a stream. But if you're saying it's not that, it's more about atmosphere and, and puzzle solving, then I'm super into that. Because like one of the things that I love about PT is that you don't actually know how to solve the puzzle. It's very right. confusing. And that gives you this constant sense of like nervousness, lack of safety. Um, so phasmophobia. <laughs> you're feel that. <laughs> all right. I'll probably play it next week. I'm excited. You're going to feel all that. You're going to have a ton of fun. And everybody, if you do live stream, is going to love watching you. It's a, a really good blend. I will ask you the follow-up when you're done with it, Alana, of, hey, do you think you can recreate that first moment again? When we talk about horror games and such, I played Phasmophobia night one, and it was so much fun. It was truly terrifying. Night two, you know, kind of that kind of wore off. Does that going to happen to you on that one will be my question when you return. Uh, but to keep it really quick with a quick viewer question on the horror side, this viewer question coming in from BJ Bernardo. He says, hi, y'all. As the first Xbox exclusive title, parentheses, or at least one that's got the most attention, what do you think of the medium? Mm. Do you think it will be a success on Series X and S? So, Khalif, I'll kick it over to you to kick it off, of course. They have now come out with the release date as well of December 10th. What do you think Team Bluebird and uh, the medium will be bringing over here? Well, I mean, the fact that it's called the medium means that it's going to get a five out of 10 in terms of scores. So wind up working. It's the only reasonable way that that would actually happen. Um, but I, but I do think to a certain extent, like uh, the thing that has me actually really excited about that thing is their, their idea and their kind of uh, working of two timelines working simultaneously. Right. So it's like, you're in these, this kind of like real world and horror world that you're all kind of interacting with at the same time. And again, I haven't really seen a game do that. I think Silent Hill 3 did that in some ways where you kind of bounce between, but it wasn't this simultaneous gameplay that you're kind of digging in and out of. So I'd say there are levels in like Titanfall 2 and Dishonored 2 that do a similar thing, but you're mm -hmm. right. A whole game is like right now it seems like Ratchet and Clank, but from more of what we've seen of, of what is it, Rift Apart, um, mm -hmm. that seems a bit more scripted. Whereas the medium seems like you can do it in real time. I guess like maybe a link between worlds, but even that is a different vibe. Yeah. I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for what they're what they're trying to do conceptually. And then we'll see if they actually kind of execute on that thing, which means that in weird ways, it has built in replayability just because you haven't seen everything because you're traveling between the world. So you'll, you'll probably play that game at least more than once uh, to see if you can get all the things that you're a completionist in that way. So yeah, I'm hyped for that thing. Uh, again, it's going to look really pretty. New tech is going to be driving that. Um, and, uh, and anything that's scary on any console, any, any gaming platform, I'm down for. So I'm super hyped for that. Dope. Yeah, that gets me hyped for it, Khalif, because when I think about it, I think it looks super scary. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of the dual worlds. And, you know, Alana has brought it up a lot with me recently of the, you know, Rise, Son of Rome. And we talk about that tech demo in the next generation. Could this be our, you know, tech demo for the next foyer into the Xbox generation of how fast do I really change between worlds? What do the graphics look like? Do things start tearing apart? I think this will be really cool. And yeah, I think there's a lot of hype going into it right now for this game. It's the question of like, how do they load that stuff? It, it feels particularly next gen to me, which is really exciting. But generally, I also just really like Blueba Team. Um, yeah. I love Layers of Fear and Layers of Fear 2. I started playing that again on Xbox recently. Um, and they made Blair Witch as well, which I feel like maybe wasn't as strong because it was tied to a franchise, but still, they, they make short, spooky experiences where the horror is largely in. Uh, the unknown and i think that the vibe is, is really cool and yeah the medium adding an extra gameplay layer to their games that are i mean you could say in some cases very walking simulator e <laughs> uh, which they have definitely evolved on but they still are ultimately um is really exciting to me i i'm yeah big fan of that team and i think that game looks awesome i feel like there's not enough hype maybe <laughs> like i'm i'm super into the medium it does feel like not not a lot of people are talking about that as in terms of a launch title or something that's coming out really early, right? On the system, yeah. it, it definitely doesn't feel like they're they're giving that game a lot of love yet. So yeah, for sure. Maybe the studio's too small. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see how well, it is when it comes out. We're all pretty excited about it, so hopefully we'll get more coverage soon. But let's jump right into the show. Some quick housekeeping news for you. 
Of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, we poach each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So make sure to hit the subscribe button, like it, and share it with all your friends around the globe. We also post the podcast services, so make sure to leave a review, like it, and listen to it. Let me know what you think of this week's episode. We have the incredible Khalif Adams, so it's going to be nothing but positivity and smiles, y'all. It's going to be fun. <laughs> On top of that, of course, your Xbox weekends continue here at Kind of Funny. You'll have the Kind of Funny X-Cast. And then on Sunday, you will have Greg Miller's first ever playthrough of Halo Combat Evolved. The fight continues, and it continues, and it <laughs> continues some more. We have a lot more episodes <laughs> coming your way. It's going to be a ton of fun, I promise you. And to round out housekeeping news, of course, next week is the last week of Hispanic Heritage Month. And we're celebrating by teaming up with the Latinx creators. Make sure to check out Games Daily, the Kind of Funny podcast, and two, we have cool friends next week here at Kind of Funny. Some awesome creators will be spotlit. It's going to be a ton of fun. Make sure to come check it out. There's a lot of cool names. I can't wait to see, of course, Golden Boy making his return. I absolutely love and adore Golden Boy. Mm -hmm. uh, Shame they're all it. just weighed down by Andy Cortez. Oh, whoa. Man. <laughs> man. Just, what a nerd, you know? Just, <laughs> I know. I'm making fun of Andy. I don't know what it is. It's something about Andy that I like will go in his Twitch chat when he's streaming and I'm not doing anything and just insult him. And I don't know why I can't help but be mean to Andy. <laughs> I have it's okay. I feel anytime he comes out of his anytime he comes out of his room, I get the same like feeling of like, I want to be a dick to you right now. And there's no justifiable reason for that, but I just kind of want to make me bully you yeah. fam i gotta do it i gotta <laughs> I, know what it I is i love the big old I, nerd I love yeah, that yeah, cat yeah so yeah. much man mm -hmm. i love him so much and especially those camera zooms where he looks constipated it's amazing <laughs> man andy's 30 second review is like some of my favorite internet content oh so good so good so good go check out andy cortez if you don't know who he is you're missing out on a ton of fun we love him over here let's jump right in let's check the dashboard for all of the big news of course the big news to start is I have Khalif Adams and Alana Pierce here. Both of them have Xbox Series Xs. I got to know, both of you, is it really that hot? Can I not touch it? Is it going to catch fire? I need to know now. <laughs> I mean, I, I can touch it right now. Yeah, I'm going to just turn mine hot. on and I'll just leave it running. I'm just and we'll just see how hot right it gets, right? This is not well ventilated, this area. I have <laughs> two things sitting on top of it. I will just leave it running and see how hot it gets and let you guys know. But like in my experience... Like, not even a little bit. But, of course, these are preview units. In theory, um, it, it's entirely possible that, like, you know, different people have different experiences. But, no, I have no heat problems with it at all. Like, I'm touching it right now. And I'm like, you, look at your fan. Look at you go. You're look doing a good job. <laughs> look at and that so, cooling. <laughs> you guys have been in the industry for a long time. We've seen different consoles. We understand that things get hot. Where do you think this rumor was coming from? Or why did this all of a sudden blow up earlier in the week of, hey, this thing is so hot, it's going to melt plastic or something crazy? What, what do you think that started? I suspect one person's was hot, you know? Okay. Uh, a lot of variables. Like, it seems like like someone had that experience. Um, I hope it's true, at least. I, I, I hope this wasn't something that was just completely unfounded and, and that can't be accounted for. But I, I cannot comprehend this thing ever getting that hot. Like... <laughs> I want to go in the opposite direction. I want to think that someone really had an intricate plot to just build, like they had didn't have any other real beef, but they were like, "Yo, that joint is mad hot. Like it's <laughs> super. Like it will melt your fingers off when you touch it." Like yeah, someone who, said they got like third degree, no second degree bones or something. It was like, did what, they also yeah. like spill McDonald's coffee on their lap? Like is that the same <laughs> person who did that thing? Because I mean, well, look, I, I think you know to your point. I think again, these are preview preview units. Any launch of any console is going to have any number of particular units that may have an issue. And if that particular one that runs a little bit hot was the one that that person got, then sure, that's going to be one of those conversations that happen. But I have not had any problems with that stuff. It doesn't feel like it's like burning through my console. It's not made out of liquid, you know, magma or any of that nonsense. It's, it's a console that works and it's fine. Like It's not that big of a deal. So Yeah, I have my hand on the fan right now. And Don't I'm do like, that because you're gonna lose your hand. Probably. <laughs> like, this is mildly warm. I'm not gonna say that, like, having my hand over these holes, which I clearly should not have, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is definitely not the right idea. Also, that's what she said. But, Ooh. like, it's just not, 
this is it, it, it I'm not going to tell you it's completely room temperature. It is warmer than that. But um look, I never want to discount an experience cuz like I remember like we had this conversation with Microsoft Flight Simulator where I was like how did this get tens? I've had so many crashes I uh, don't understand. And people reached out to me like I haven't had any of those experiences. And I'm like it just can be subjective. And if one person of the limited amount of preview units that have been sent out is having overheating issues that should be a flag to people who are pre-ordering the console or planning to buy the console or should be a concern to us that this is going to happen to more units. We don't want the 360 era to repeat itself, obviously. So I'm not going to like totally discredit it, but I just have all these people being like, talk about how hot it is. Like, why aren't you addressing this? And I'm like, cause it's just not even a little bit my experience. Like this it's just not, it's not a thing. My Metacritic review of the Xbox Series X console uh, is mad warm. <laughs> mad warm. It's mad warm, son. Uh, <laughs> like that's the way we'll, we'll balance that out. We'll even it out between, you know, mm -hmm. lava mm -hmm. and not hot. We'll, we'll say it's mad warm. All right. All right. Mad warm right now is a, a good selection <laughs> of choice. I like that. Let's talk about it. You guys have had this console for a week now. Of course, I'm over here looking at you both for all the information I wanted. I need it. Is there anything cool you guys want to talk on? Anything new we can share? Or are we still focused on backwards compatible titles, quick resume, load up times, things of that nature seem to still be in the wheelhouse for the news cycle right now. Do you guys have anything you'd like to touch on with those topics or anything new to share? It's uh, all pretty much the same, right, Khalifa? I don't think anything anything has changed about what we're allowed to talk about. But obviously, like right. I've been playing with it a lot more. And one thing I did was um, with the Inside Gaming team, videos probably up today, uh, have me over Discord using the Xbox Series X and another staff member over Discord using the Xbox One X. And we had a comparison in real time watching each other of how fast this thing is compared to the Xbox One X. Cool. And, and doing both of those things at once was like, oh my God, the Xbox One X is so slow. Like I didn't even know how bad it was until I watched them both like next to each other. So it, the speed is still really impressive. I love Quick Resume. Worth noting, I discovered Quick Resume does not work for Grounded. And I wonder if uh, that, that's... So you'll get a, like this little icon in the top right corner that tells you Quick Resume is, is, has been activated. It doesn't immediately load into the game. You still get like a pause screen and then you start the game. Um, but I think maybe with Grounded, because it's still like sort of in, in preview or, or early access, as the PC fans would call it, um, that maybe that was the issue with that. Um, and otherwise, the weirdest thing to me is that games like Forza Horizon 4 and, and Gears 5 have not yet been added to the backwards compatibility list, which just like seems like the ones that you really want to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been trying to play Squadrons and it's like, nope. <laughs> can't do yeah, that. You know, you just yeah. Um, they're still working on it, though, of course. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pushing stuff out, you know, as they can. I think I think for me, the, the biggest thing, and I talked about this on the show that just dropped today, um, was I had a, an idea or a thought that was like, man, Seeing how well Quick Resume works and, you know, the way backwards compat works in the load times, which I think is, again, game changing literally in the way that I think about what I need from a console at this point. It made me kind of upset that most of the time that I spent in the previous gen was on the other platform, because now all the games that I would see kind of transfer over with, you know, a backwards compatibility, you know, ecosystem that just kind of works in comparison to what we've seen with, you know, just today, the conversations around Sony still kind of fudging what's going to work and what's not going to work and what to what layers you're going to get uh, things to work in a backwards compatibility setting. I'm like, man, I spent so much time in the PS PS4 ecosystem. None of that stuff is going to happen because all those games are still there. Mm. I'm going to have to rebuy all that stuff now, or hopefully, hopefully there's going to be a sale or, you Shout know, or Game again, yeah, or, you know, hopefully they hit Game Pass or, you know, I will just have to stay in that ecosystem if I want to continue to play those games. <laughs> in that in that way um and i was like damn if i had known that it was going to work this well i would have maybe bought more stuff on my xbox previously because then it would just work and then i don't have to think about it so an interesting was, take yeah that was yeah. a revelation that i came to you know thinking about you know how all the stuff is working and again quicker zoom changed the way that i actually play stuff i don't feel like i need to stick around with a game as long as i usually would um it's actually a really nice frustration breaker it is uh, which is you great. just go to something that's chill and then jump yeah. back yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like man i hate this damn game right now and then you're just like i'm dipping out and then you go to something else and come back um and that's been fantastic too just from a just from that perspective like it's literally changing the way that i'm thinking about how i play on this system and in this ecosystem in a different way um and that's been fantastic to, to kind of like actually absorb that and, and think about that and that's what in that way
yeah, it's it's significant. Like yeah. it doesn't seem like it would be that much of a big deal. And like I think I said this last week is like I didn't realize how much I was just like looking at my phone while waiting for games to load that I'm now not nice. doing. Yep. It's like that those times like some of the, the games that we tested, I think Ori was a really bad one. Um load for like minutes. And I didn't even realize it was that bad, especially when, you know, my first home console that was not like stuff that I played at my cousin's house or a friend's place was the Nintendo 64. Mm. Um, and it's so funny to think about. We came from an era where you just put something in and it immediately plays. And then we slowly like started drifting into waiting a really long time for things. And now we're slowly trying to drift back into things being faster. And like, I just want the Nintendo 64 back. <laughs> but this is this is close. You know, you got Rare Replay. We're happy about that. Um, and it, it is really, the, the speed is, it, it seems so cheesy, but it feels next gen. It, there is a difference. This doesn't just feel like nothing. One other, one other thing that I wanted to add to that is that... <clears throat> Games that I remember playing on the on the previous gen that I was normally just like, this is just everything about this just feels slow. Having played it, like Outer Worlds is one of those games for me where I was like, oh, yeah. my God, the loads on this thing take forever. Now seeing how fast they load on the X, Xbox Series X, I'm just like, oh, I can play this again and not think about that. I can mm -hmm. just jump in and actually do the things I've been trying to do. That is a huge jump. In, in terms of those conversations too, where there's going to be games that now when I go back, I'm just like, I don't ever want to deal with that again. <laughs> like, I don't need that be that like Bloodborne? Life. Like, Bloodborne's one of my favorite games of the generation. I love Bloodborne. Some of the mm -hmm. worst load times for how punishing it was that it's absolutely absurd. And yeah. I was like, I need, I really need Bloodborne to just get more speedy, please. <laughs> that would yeah. be really nice. It, it does, it does make a difference. Yeah, that there are games that become tedious because you know you have to wait for a long time. And I think I was having that playing through Fable Anniversary again, and that's one of the. It was the first game that I played on my Series X, and even the um, the map screen for loading segments isn't anywhere near as like stuttery as it was. Like it's just prettier, it's smoother, and it's way, way, way faster. Just I'm having great experiences with the thing. So yeah, agreed. Obviously, preview unit provided by Microsoft. Get your disclosure set. Hashtag ad. Hashtag. Hashtag, hashtag was ad. not paid, but hashtag free product. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag can get a free product and still be objective. Hashtag. Well. <laughs> hashtag I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag please give me a chair. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, I can't hear Mike. I wasn't sure if. Hello. Am I saying? There you go. Hashtag I was like, like hey, Alana, were you I hearing have... him? <laughs> no, I wasn't hearing him. I was okay. like, should we say a thing? Say anything. <laughs> okay. I have a fun follow-up question to Alana. You spoke on Grounded. And when I think of Grounded, I think of games like Ark. I think of seven, seven Ways to Die or Seven Days to Die that you've played with your friends before. And when you look at that quick resume, I kind of understand that it's different than normal multiplayer. It's like a Call of Duty, right? And loading into that quick resume. Will we see something like that where Ark becomes part of the quick resume even though it is that blend of multiplayer but like not you know 20 on 20 fast-paced call of duty run and gun multiplayer do you think any of these titles will really incorporate that because they're big worlds like red dead but they're also online what does that look like look i certainly hope so um i i think that that is probably their plan obviously they can do nothing about lobbies on the server side for the private companies or independent companies that are hosting those that's not anything that we can fix um but i mean Seven Days to Die is is a really good point. I know, I know that game doesn't have a lot of console support, but even on PC, that game can take like five minutes to load, um, which does make it annoying. Like it can take forever and then crash anyway. <laughs> so look, I certainly hope so. I think it's likely, but um, there's nothing that Quick Regime can do to help a multiplayer lobby. And I, I wonder if that's a strange thing for them to navigate in terms of if you're in a lobby and you leave and then you try to jump back in what how does that work for quick regime i imagine there's got to be something where you just get booted to a main menu if when you leave okay yeah i think Have you I tried think anything Cleve? no multiplayer stuff but a, but a thing that i did recall that i actually remembered and and was curious to see how they're actually going to deal with this was sports games have a real tough yeah tough, tough task with that too and i'll and i'll specifically talk about 2k because that's the one that i was thinking about the most was that <laughs> Oh, look at that. <laughs> I was going to ask you this exact question you're going to say, so I'm happy and, you're going and, for it. 
Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. And it was it was basically like, you know, you get penalized when you leave a game in the middle of it. So that means you, you know, usually there's some virtual currency right. that goes into that conversation and, you know, you are usually trying to get as much as you can and it penalizes you by not giving you that stuff if you leave the game early. Now when you can just quit and resume and dip out before you have to actually like quit that match, that's going to be fantastic for people who are sports fans because you don't have to think about that part anymore. You can just like stop the game, jump to something else, and then when you want to go back, you'll still be in that game right where you left off in a good way and you don't lose the, your, your progress uh, to be able to do that stuff. It still does bring up the, the conversation about like how server-side stuff will touch it because those games are actually online and looking at how you kind of gather those resources. But that will be a really interesting conversation to have with you know the folks over EA and 2K to see how they're going to yeah. tackle that stuff for sure. Oh, that's awesome, Khalif. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because I was going to yeah. turn to you and say, hey, you know, I know you and I both like 2K hoops, and that's one that has a lot of loading screens that takes forever to get into certain areas of the game. And I'm a guy, right, who will be grinding badges on 2K. A lot of my call me, say, let's play a game. I immediately jump out. My other friend says, let's go do this. And so I'm, a, you know, I, I'm really interested as more of a multiplayer-centric guy. Will I be able to benefit from quick resumes, or will it always be, hey, you're back to the main menu. Let's restart from square one, which will be very interesting to see come to the future. Yeah, we'll see in a couple of weeks how that works. We'll see if they Ooh. nailed it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, next gen too is right. We're going to find out the new versions and stuff. I'm, I'm hoping for a brand new basketball game. I don't think I'll get Lalana, but I'm going to hope for it. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> On top of all that, thanks for sharing your Xbox uh, impressions so far. I know a lot of the embargoes are still holding a lot of the conversation back, but thank you for sharing what you can. Okay, Let's talk which, oh, update. It got cooler, y'all. There it's we go. That's all you know. than it was when I first turned it on. My hand is on it. No burns. It's like now it actually is room temperature. Almost feel like cooler. the fan is like probably cooling me down. Like I want to <laughs> look at it. Like. <laughs> the new AC unit in the summertime. Yeah. A lot of yeah. Right. <laughs> so we have some really cool one here. So, I mean, I think we all kind of knew this, but I'm pulling from IGN on both these upcoming stories that we're going to talk about. But this one from Adam Bankhurst and IGN. Microsoft is reportedly bringing xCloud to iOS in 2021 via a direct browser-based solution. So his quick blurb from the article, you can go check it out again, IGN, Adam Bankhurst. Microsoft is reportedly working on a, quote, direct browser-based solution, end quote, that will allow it to bring its cloud gaming service, previously known as Project xCloud, to iOS and iPadOS devices in 2021. As reported by Business Insider and The Verge, Xbox head Phil Spencer revealed the news during a, quote, recent internal all-hands meeting, end quote, where he stated, quote, we obviously will, we, we absolutely will end up on iOS. We'll end up on iPhones and iPads with Game Pass, end quote. Well, we knew this was going to happen. They had to find the workaround. Looks like they're going to go with the browser-based solution. Alana Khalif, do we think this is the right way? Do we think Apple will shut it down? Is this the way of the future for them to get over to this platform and reach millions upon millions of people here? Khalif, what do you think? I see you smiling at me. What do you think, kid? Well, first of all, I want to know what a browser-based solution is. Yeah. I need that. I need that to actually happen. I want, I want to see him come through the clouds and just But I But I think, again, like I think anybody who saw the conversation around Luna uh, when it first got dropped, everyone's eyebrows raised when they were like, so you're getting around this thing that everyone was talking about you couldn't be able to do. Who did you, you know, who did you slot some money to to get to get that thing to work and how'd you work around that? And I'm sure that everybody on the Xbox side was like, oh, so word, you figured that out? Let's mm -hmm. talk and figure out how we're actually going to make that happen. I'm very excited about that thing. I was crying to high heaven the other day. I was like, man, I, of course, thank you. Shout out to Microsoft and give me Game Pass things and phones and blah and stuff. But also, I most of the stuff that I use is on an iOS device. I have I'm an iOS usually centric person Me in too. terms of the ecosystem that I use stuff, and that was one of the biggest reasons why I literally went out and bought an, a, an iPad a couple months ago was to be able to play Game Pass stuff on that iPad. Um, and it, again, it's going to be really tricky to see, you know, how all of this works. Again, the conversation around Epic and that whole fight that happened, in, you know, earlier in the year with them and Apple. Um, gonna left a lot of holes in the fence for a lot of different things to work. Uh, what I'm really excited for now is again, you get to see parity between Android and 
uh, with iOS uh, in that way oh. where we're all going to be able to play this stuff together in the ways that we've been trying to for a long time. Um, so yeah, shout out to, to, to Microsoft for figuring that out and we'll see what happens if the, if the feds don't come in and try to figure out a way to screw it and, and mess it up. But I'm happy for, to see that this is going to be a thing that's actually going to potentially happen. I think uh, they have to do something. You know, it's too much of a market share. Uh, they have mm-hmm. to figure out a solution. I feel like it was inevitable that they were eventually going to do something because, what is it? It's forty-seven percent. Yeah, if I, I remember correctly, yeah. I, I screw up numbers all the time. So nobody quote me on that, but I hope that that's right. Um, of <laughs> of people in the U.S. specifically that are on iOS devices, I'm the same as you, Khalif. I have an uh, an iPhone and an iPad. Um, that's that's just the ecosystem that I'm on. So it, yeah, it was a bummer to lose out, um, especially as such a huge supporter of Game Pass to be like, man, feature that I can't get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like this is inevitable. I'm not at all surprised. I'm interested to see how it works, but ultimately happy that it did so that we don't have to deal with exclusivity because exclusivity just across the board sucks for everyone. It's, you know, it's, I, I, I get arguments for exclusivity about higher quality games because you have to be more competitive on certain platforms and it's easier to develop something for just one platform when you don't have to address all of the others, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it, it's definitely like a bit more of a gray argument than that. But generally, like I respect the hell out of Microsoft's approach in the past of put things on PC. If you don't want to buy an Xbox Series X, you don't have to. Um, obviously, I have a PC. I want the Xbox Series X anyway to have in my living room, have crossplay, all that good stuff. But generally, like I just, I just really respect their approach. I really respect the fact that they are getting these things into the hands of people who wouldn't have had them otherwise. And I think that's the, the big benefit of whatever they're calling it now. I'm just going to keep calling it xCloud because I think it's like, it's like Microsoft's cloud gaming service. on Like it's some <laughs> stupid bullshit. Uh, they're not good at names, and you X-Cloud, know? And xCloud, like we got used to that name. We got used yeah, to it. Yeah, like, it's why fine. Throw it? yeah. I think it's X-Cloud probably is a dope name. confusing to the casual gamer. They're like, sure. oh, the cloud, what does that mean? Is maybe my guess, but like, I don't know that the casual gamer <laughs> is having any more uh, ease with Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X. So they could really, say. really fuck with people's heads. They just call it Malcolm X Cloud. And then they just fuck with people. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm like, what X am I, Cloud. What is going on right now? What do I get with this service? Anyway. But yeah, I, I agree with Alana, right? This was cold. Uh, this was only, uh, you know, a matter of time before the team over at Xbox and Microsoft said, hey, we're going to find this workaround and we're going to make sure it gets onto this platform. And I think the coolest part is, right, we see them now look at it as, hey, we're going to continue to perfect our app over on the Android devices and grow that out. So if we ever do get the blessing, we'll come over to this side. While at the same time, now we're really building up that browser-based solution over on the PC side which was the dream, right? We said in X amount of years, the goal was, here's the giant library. You click on that game. It's going to stream to you while downloading in the background. I love that we're really, hey, let's put a lot of force into this, a lot of you know attention to detail, and let's see if we can make this the best possible. Very sad that Apple and Microsoft and even Epic still have not come together. And you know that's big business stuff way above me. But this is the right way. Like Alana said, exclusivity sucks. And I want to play xCloud or, you know, Cloud gaming, as Alana's uh, going to tell me here it in a is moment. Called, I can't believe this. Like, you fucking, what have you done? <laughs> cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is the official title yeah. for oh. XCloud. Yeah, yeah, that's the title. Wow. Okay. Get that. I get it. In your belly. Because they're trying to separate the idea that the platform matters because the Game Pass service is the same everywhere, right? I get that it's just Game Pass that is just now available elsewhere through a different format. Um, yeah. And it's probably to remove it. I'm just going to say to remove it from mobile because maybe we've got an association, but I've always in my head already associated xCloud with a thing that will come to PC or be available on PC. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't, maybe, I think it's future-proofing is what I think that they've done with this title, but that's too many words, fam. I'm calling it xCloud. <laughs> it's done. It has been decreed. Yep. Well, <laughs> some positive news nonetheless for all of our Apple users out there that they are going to do their best to come over and, how we're early into 2021, we'll have to find out. But I can tell you my impression so far of cloud gaming has been incredible. Every night I'm playing after party right now before bed. I switch over to some Forza. Yeah, I know Alana was smiling at that one. I really like it. I'm having fun. I'm uh, in that game, Mike. Time. I know, I option, know you are. Make sure, because you can miss my quest. Okay, go to okay. the 
go to the club, go to the nightclub, okay, be, and and do the dance battle. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. All right, all right, all <laughs> game's right. really great. Sure. Good game. Another cool one here: Microsoft teaming up in a multi-year partnership with GameStop. A very odd one here. So this article. Uh, it came out in a big press release. This was together with GameStop, so you can read the whole thing. But I'm going to IGN for just a quick roundup right now. This one's coming from Matt Kim. So it reads, GameStop and Microsoft have entered into a new multi-year partnership. What does it mean for customers? Not a whole lot, actually, as the partnership appears to primarily impact GameStop's backend, transferring over GameStop systems over to Microsoft's 365 cloud solutions. In a joint announcement, GameStop and Microsoft announced a new multi-year partnership that will mostly see GameStop's back-end solutions move to Microsoft's programs like Microsoft 365. This basically means GameStop stores will adapt Microsoft programs to help run business operations like sales and inventory, and store employees will use Microsoft 365 and Teams to communicate. Stores will also get Microsoft service devices or store managers to use. GameStop also confirmed that it will carry the Xbox All Access payment plan that lets customers purchase an Xbox Series X for $34.99 a month for 24 months. This isn't particularly new news for Microsoft announced GameStop would be in the All Access retail partner back in September. So, Khalif, Alana, I thought GameStop was dying. I thought they were on their <laughs> last breath. I thought they were going to throw in the towel. Why is Microsoft and Xbox coming over here for this partnership? Alana, I'm going to turn to you first because I know you have some cool retail background that you can tell me all about. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Will this grow to be something incredible? What do you think this move is? I definitely don't think the, me working at GameStop helps me with this one. Um, <laughs> look, I think this means nothing is what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, I think this is Microsoft make a lot of moves in the back end. You know, they partnered with Sony um, on cloud gaming content. Um, Microsoft is a huge, huge company, terrifying monolith of a company who are ultimately getting paid to uh, allow another company to use their systems freely. So that's really all I think this is. I don't think this impacts the gaming community. I don't know that this is a move that I I really think um, is necessarily even tied to Xbox. This is just Microsoft accounting business, I think. That's my take on it. Yeah, okay. I can, I can double down on that. I think I think the worst part of this is going to be that they all have to use Teams now. Oh, Microsoft <laughs> Teams is terrible. Uh, I hate that software. It's terrible. It means you're going to get those like, hey, do you want to pre-order in Teams? That's not great. Um, but I do think it's a, a nice version of, um, well, actually, let me back up a step. What I thought it was going to be was that, you know, you have all these kind of like Microsoft stores that are around that I never really see people using or going in or actually being customers in. I thought those were going to get kind of converted over into being GameStops as opposed to the opposite direction. But that does not seem like it's going to be the case. It is nice that people will be able to have a physical store that they can go into and do that uh, that purchase of like if they want to, you know, buy their way up into the ecosystem mm -hmm. and have a, a person that they can go talk to as opposed to doing it in the online version, which I hear isn't really working that well for some people. Um, so... <clears throat> It, like Alana said, I don't. I don't think there's actually like a bunch of news around that thing. But ooh, I'm lighting a candle for y'all. If you have to, you start using Microsoft 365. Never, I've never saying, used it before. It is <laughs> butt cheeks. That joint is not great. Really? Is not. There you go. You got. I heard it here first. It is butt cheeks. That's the rating. <laughs> yeah. Met, well, Metacritic <laughs> 45 on the butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that probably is the case, but it. It's probably that GameStop paid a lot of money for that. So, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I think yep. that's really all this is. It's just a back end business. Microsoft being billion, billions of dollars, uh, profiting corporate business move. That's it. It's not. It's not something that I think really has influence on games. It's just two corporate people in a meeting decided to make money. There we go. Yep. It will be really cool. Because like you said, Alana, you said it really well. It's like Microsoft is a gigantic company that does a lot. And it's not just Xbox, right? They can offer these solutions to businesses. And you know, I was talking with some friends and I think it's really, it could be beneficial for the future is when I used to go into GameStop and when he used to go in, you'd be looking around and you'd be asking questions. You'd be like, hey, do you have this? And they might have to walk back to the computer, take 15 minutes to call five other stores and say, 
oh, it's out here in Arlington, Texas now, Mike. Good luck. I think it would be really cool if the kid out of, you know, the surface and just typed it in could tell me instantly. I'm really looking forward to the future. Sure, maybe this is only back end, but could we one day see the GameStop Pro membership and Game Pass come together on a special where you sign up for Game Pass or Game, you know, GameStop Pro? You know, I used to sign up for GameStop Pro just for that magazine from Game Informer. So if they were to offer me, yeah. you know, xCloud or Game Pass, I'm definitely going to take that opportunity and I would be definitely telling my friends about it. I think that's a fun one, even though I don't really stop at GameStop anymore, you know? Been to so, one in a long time. Same. Sorry. And do you think that these teams could ever, you know, continue to evolve this partnership and make the ultimate gaming store? I know we all have separate feelings about GameStop, but in all honesty, it is the number one brick and mortar store here in North America. Really, it's the only place you can go besides your local mom and pop shop and feel like you're surrounded by games. You're in a gamer's utopia. And of course, maybe they're not hitting that at this particular moment. But with the help of Microsoft, do you think maybe one day in the future we could have the ultimate you know, game store on our hands? I mean, that depends a lot on how digital moves, right? Like, I think the way that digital winds up being adopted in the future, depending upon, again, like infrastructure of, you know, we'll just talk about North America infrastructure and how that stuff works in a, in a real way. Um, how uh, both Sony and Microsoft even pivot to that kind of stuff and say like, hey, we have two digital SKUs. How hard are we going to go into things like trade-ins and how are we going to use things like you know, adopting maybe some steam practices of like how you get a return for a thing. So I think a lot of that stuff really depends on the the ecosystem of the the way we interact with and buy and trade and sell things. Um, if those things wind up becoming more um, connected in different ways that we hadn't seen before, then I think we'll see GameStops kind of go away for real, for real. But until that, until that happens, they they still have a, a big purpose for you know, folks who are not in the industry proper in that way, right? I think I think we in the industry, we we kind of understand the route so we go to get our things, but a lot of consumers out there are still trooping to go get that store. They're still trooping to go to midnight sales. They're still trooping to go to, you know, for things when you could go outside and do all that stuff, uh, midnight reveals and, and launches for all that kind of stuff. So um, it will be interesting to see where GameStop continues to not die because they have died seven times in the yeah. past two years and still keep coming back and doing stuff. Uh, so we'll see. There's a lot of stuff still on the, on the vine to figure out if they're actually going to make it. Uh, but again, that all depends on on the way that we wind up buying games and, and, and supplying ourselves with that entertainment. Yeah, I, I'm with you on, you know, the, the future is very confusing where that stuff is concerned. Um, and I really do like the vibe of a video game store. Like, it's just mm -hmm. nice. Like, mm -hmm. it feels a little bit like home. Um, I, and I, I, I do love a midnight launch event. Like, that stuff's all really fun. And it, it I guess feel would feel like a loss to lose those opportunities. Um, and I, I ultimately think to actually circle on, on the original question, Mike, of like if there would be a partnership between like Microsoft and GameSpot in a retail sense, I don't think so. Because I don't think that's beneficial to Microsoft financially. Um, it's cool optically, but I don't think it helps them financially. Whereas Nintendo actually have done some really cool GameStop partnerships. The the store in uh, Melbourne, Australia, basically the bottom half of one of their biggest EB games, it's probably the biggest in Melbourne, um, is because it's still EB games in Australia, but it's still the same company. The bottom half is the store and the top half is like this Nintendo Playland where they just have all this Nintendo stuff set up where you go and just play Nintendo games, like kind of like the Nintendo World Store in New York. And I think there are only a few of those, but they are really cool because it kind of feels like a mini like Nintendo land. It feels like like this 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 unique place you get to go and just experience the, the Nintendo stuff. But hey, I don't fucking understand any of Nintendo's business strategies. There <laughs> is at least with Microsoft, I feel like I like I I I, I they are profit driven and I recognize that, um, despite the fact that they do tons of things that are like crazy pro consumer. Um, they are, you know, ultimately a company that needs to make money was Nintendo. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you're out here trying to accomplish with this store, but I like it. <laughs> I would like to see more of it. It like they have <laughs> land setups and stuff, but I don't see Microsoft oh, benefiting from following suit. Nintendo's business practice is to make you forget because <laughs> then you will rebuy the same shit that you bought. I'd keep doing years. it. And for everyone else, I'm like, no, but for Nintendo, I'm like, well, oh, but their games are so good though. <laughs> right. Oh, I've, anyway. Yeah, and then they charge me for an online service that I don't use, but I still pay for it. And I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, like, 
I it's mean, people, bad. People who love net zero still Ugh. keep buying that thing and keep rocking with it. A voice chat. Like I, the fact that they had games that you can't buy be, digitally beyond a certain date. I'm like, what, the, what? Who are you people? And what are you? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> They're so bizarre. Um, so that, that's why I feel like I'm not going to question it when they have a, a brick and mortar store. Whereas, yeah, I can't see Microsoft and GameStop partnering at that kind of extent. I get the business practices and like, you know, it can be mutually beneficial and in some ways, but I, I I just don't see the benefits for them ultimately. Mm. I don't see them doing it. Okay. What uh let's all just throw some things in. What would be our ultimate Xbox party land uh, attached to a GameStop like that Nintendo land? Would it be dark room with a bunch of green lights, a giant, you know, lit up Xbox logo, Master Chief in the background, a Sea of Thieves boat? What kind of cool stuff would you add to your own Xbox world? Oh, I mean, it's a little bit of all that stuff, but you get you go in with a with a light up poncho as soon as you. Hell yeah! They hand Remember you the wristbands, and you yeah. had to, you had to rock the wristbands at that one yeah. E three. Yeah, yeah. That's what, <laughs> what I was about, gonna baby. say. Is I like their E three booths. I would do something like that where they have like stations set up for like. My first experience playing Sea of Thieves was at an E three on the show floor, and I cried because I found oh. it so funny. It was a crying of laughter. Because of what was happening. Um, yeah, I've always really liked the way they set up their E3 booths, even when they changed to being Mixa booths. It's still just really cool opportunity for people to jump in and play games. And they usually do have like some cool statues and a stage where people are talking. Like, I, maybe I just miss conventions. I don't know. <laughs> I liked that stuff for sure. And I was into it. Yeah, I um, look, I love Halo. I love Halo multiplayer. I'm okay with playing Halo like online multiplayer with my friends and obviously look forward to doing so when Infinite finally comes out, whenever that is. But I don't think anything really beats a LAN. Being in the yeah. same room. Yeah. You gotta have snacks. Preferably alcohol, which seems unlikely, but I love a good gamer bar. None of those make money either. <laughs> but no. none, of the, none of those do. None it's of them make money. It but sucks. I like it. It's such a bummer. They just, they're always empty, and you're like, one day maybe, but <laughs> there's too many gamers don't wanna go outside, and I am guilty of that often also. So it can't yeah. be saved. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that goes out to all my best friends as well. Out in the comments section, let me know what you would add to our ultimate Xbox gamer land universe world, whatever you want to call it. Help me build this because I want to make it happen one day. Let's round out the show with some marketing campaigns that are now coming out from the team over at Xbox. We've been talking about it since since the uh, announcement of the console back at the Game Awards. Power Your Dreams has been the slogan we've built up around that. And today, Xbox has showed us their vision of how Xbox can power players' dreams in the next generation. So this is coming from the Xbox Wire. There's an awesome new trailer that has been shown on their website and will be shown, of course, at big football games. Uh, I don't think we'll be at the NBA championship tonight because the finals will end here. So if you're listening, you probably won't see it mm. there. But this is from John Josh Muncie, Senior Manager of Xbox Integrated Marketing. So shout out to Josh right there. As we approach the launch of a new generation of gaming, there comes a renewed source of joy and inspiration for gamers around the world. We invite you to come on this journey with us, to dream of more vibrant and living gaming worlds, to dream of being instantly transported to your games at blazing fast speeds, to dream of discovering your full gaming potential through high visual fidelity and even higher frame rates never experienced on consoles before. With the all-new Xbox family of consoles launching worldwide on November 10, 2020, no matter how ambitious the dream, the power exists to turn your dreams into reality. With the global launch of Power Your Dreams campaign, we turn the positive experience that gaming provides us all. Power Your Dreams speaks to the idea that when we game, whether on console, PC, or phone, we dream. Sometimes we dream about being someone else or about being our true selves. Sometimes we dream of an epic win with a group of friends or a solo adventure that challenges what we think that we were capable of. And sometimes we dream of the first place or making this world a better place. Gives me I could fall asleep to you reading that. I'm like, that. it's like a bedtime oh, story. I'm I know, like, okay. that was so Thank good. Thank you, Alana. I want to oh, give a big dreams. shout out to the Xbox team because I've been screaming at all of you guys to power your dreams. And <laughs> I love that not only they put out this incredible press and marketing statement that gives you the feels right but if you watch the video you watch the trailer man oh man there's a lot to talk about there's some really cool moments but what do you guys think initial impressions of it 
Ooh. I mean, uh, first of all, you know, as a person who champions diversity with Spawn Me and all that kind of stuff, seeing Daniel Kua, I'm saying his name, I'm botching it, I'm sure it's Kuyua, um, you know, star of Get Out and star of uh, a couple other movies that are that are fantastic, Black Panther um, as well. That was a brilliant thing to see just from my personal perspective. It was like, what? They're letting this person be the face of this huge marketing campaign. Of course, he's a star, but it's also fantastic to see someone who looks like me, you know, being in that space and being the person who was kind of driving this marketing campaign. That was super fantastic. I love when they do, you know, big, bold, fantastical worlds. I love the idea of that slogan being a thing that's going to power this generation in a real way. Um, and, it, and it speaks a lot to, again, when I sat in a room six years ago with Phil Spencer uh, at GDC and him talking about the ecosystem of what they were trying to build with what was, you know, xCloud back in the day before it had a name. And then, you know, before the systems and all the things kind of came together of this all encompassing big space where it doesn't matter what piece of hardware you have. We want you to be in our family. We want you to be in our group with us playing games with, with each other. And it feels like, you know, we're on the, the brink of that a couple of weeks away from now. And it feels like they're really coming to the table with that as the North Star for what they're trying to build right now. And it feels nice to see, you know, again, a company who, for, for let's be real honest, was in second place for a long time, feeling like they're finally getting their wins in their sails and learning about what they can and can't do. And it feels like the audience is embracing that in a great way. Um, so it's super cool to be able to see them do this work and, and, and do it in a way that doesn't feel like they're scared. It doesn't feel like they're worried. It doesn't feel like they don't have their messaging right. They've been more tight than, you know, anybody at this point in comparison to all the other companies that are doing this work. So I'm excited to see what comes next. And, you know, I'm fully ready for this next gen, uh, you know, journey that we're going to wind up going on in a couple of weeks. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I love video games. Like I really do. And I mm -hmm. love talking about video games. Um, that's why I did it for a living. And, uh, <laughs> I, I really do enjoy like the way that Microsoft right now and Xbox brand is like doing their marketing and handing their social media stuff is like, it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's very transparent. It's very informative, but it's also like inspiring, which is like nice to see. And I'm always on the, the stance of like, you know, people, the reason that, that the games community gets so aggressive and can be so hostile is because we are involved in a medium that is very easy to get passionately connected to. And while I think it can get out of hand, I think that that is ultimately because when you are, you know, controlling a medium, you just have way more empathy. You feel like it's your journey that you're on. And, and I, I just, I don't even know why I got so philosophical with it, but I just like feel like something in that, this post just like made me think of that. It's just like video games fucking rule. And, and mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate what Xbox is doing in terms of making sure that more consumers and more people globally can get access to video games. Cheap, obviously with Game Pass, it's, it's, really good for a lot of people. Um, obviously the Xbox All Access program as well, but this whole Power Your Dreams thing, as a side note, did you guys ever play Project Spark? Yes. Yep. I don't understand why it didn't take off more than it did. I don't think people were ready. Like in the same way that I don't think people were ready for, uh, what was uh, Will Wright's game? Spore. Like people weren't ready for yeah. Spore. I still yeah. don't think people are ready for PS4 Dreams. Dreams yeah. in the same way. Like, I love Dreams, but you're right. It's just they just don't, they don't know how to sell them. It's hard. It's an everything game. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you can yeah. literally do everything, build anything you want. And, and I'm with you on that. It is very difficult to market those things. But I feel like the thing that has been the crux around this Power Your Dreams uh, marketing campaign has been that we're all celebrating games again. Yeah. And it's nice when you get to the, 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 the turn of a generation where you can kind of do that again. You kind of Put the stuff back into the closet and you kind of you know everybody starts again from the from the starting line and you kind of just go and it feels like we're starting that again with both microsoft and sony which is which is cool and and i'm with you I, I love this work i love games in that way and it's fantastic to see all of us kind of remember that when we wind up coming to the turn of a new new generation so yeah, yeah super dope totally agree yeah. oh even both of you say that warms my heart because i i love the motto i believe in the motto and the vi the commercial itself the marketing segment they're going to show is is out there. It's different, right? And I think this is something we've seen as gamers continue to slowly evolve with, right? I think if we rewind, it used to be the bright green Xbox logo in your face and as many jump cut trailers as we could get to. <laughs> and then when we jump over to this, right, it's this really cool 
thought out, different, out of this world piece, right? Where he comes home and you can tell he's had a long day at school or at work and he wants to just hang out and play with his friends. He turns on the headset, you can hear the voices and guess what? Immediately transported right to another world, right? It's showing you the speed where all of a sudden in Assassin's Creed, he jumps back to Halo, right? And then jumps back with quick resume. And the coolest part is you get these subtle nods like the quick resume, the startup times. You see Master Chief, he spins the helmet around. Who's Master Chief? You are, Alana. Who's Master Chief? Hell yeah. You are, Khalif. Because that's Hell your story. Yeah. That's your dream, baby. And <laughs> I got to say, I love and I eat this stuff up. But what do you two think about making these really visually storytelling marketing campaigns as opposed to what we were used to way back in the day. Do you like the evolution we're seeing right now? This kind of marketing always makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Like, yes, I like it. Um, But it it always makes me a little bit uncomfortable because like, it's a cynical way of looking at it 100%. But marketing is there to make you buy something. Um, I'm not going to say that marketing teams don't like get very happy with campaigns and like get very passionate about the message that they're spreading, but marketing still exists to make you spend money. That's its entire purpose. So like, there's a part of me that goes like, am I being manipulated to spend money? (laughs) But where Xbox is concerned, because things have been so consumer friendly and because Game Pass is so fucking affordable, it doesn't feel as bad because they've done so many things to make it so that people can access video games. So like, I'm I'm like always torn on it. Like, you know, you see those like drug ads and it's like a woman running through a field of flowers and they're like, buy this for your headaches. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like any of this. (laughs) I mean, especially once they tell you the side effects and you're just like, yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, he's he's slapped in the face with that at the end. Yeah. It could, it could be a bit gross, but and nausea. Um, you could but, die. Don't have it if you would like to have cancer. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I'm in that same boat, right? Where it's just like, yeah, we know we're getting marketed to. But it, the, the other part of this is like, this is not new. Like, I remember the old 80s and, and early 90s campaigns from Sega. You know, the scre- the Sega Scream was a mm. huge part of that whole thing. You know, PlayStation, for most of its uh, uh, real marketing campaigns from the PS3 up until now has gone super fantastical in the way that they had their kind of their marketing go. So it's nice to see Microsoft not play safe, which is the biggest thing for me, which was something they usually yeah. kind of always did. Um, and this is, you know, them going deep into their own pockets and into their own kind of mind spaces to say, like, again, we're not afraid to do this now. Like, we actually understand that this is a thing that might not necessarily get you to go buy a thing. And I had someone in my uh, Twitter feed today was like, this didn't really hit for me. And, you know, I see a lot of people excited about it, but it didn't tell me why I should buy the box. And I was like, huh, that's a good perspective to have. It's like, oh, it didn't really tell you that in that same way. But he it did say. trying to? It tried to by, again, putting you in the, in the, in the, in the boots of all these characters and all these spaces, right? But, yeah. I mean, if you, you know. Uh, you know, when I put on my console, none of that stuff actually happens unless I was doing shrooms. But that's a whole <laughs> But again, if you are, you know, looking for that fantastical like need to move your 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 brain space out of your body into something else in that way, it's nice to be able to see them kind of just like go for it. You know, it may not hit, but it's nice for them to see them go for it. Yeah, the thing that's confusing about Xbox marketing, I think, to a lot of people, um, certainly, like I get this vibe from people who are heavy PlayStation users or whatever is um, Xbox is not necessarily trying to make you buy a box. Mm-hmm. They want you to be a part of their ecosystem. And like, like if I were to say it like the marketing team of this particular commercial, it would be like, we want you to experience journeys with us. They don't care what you do it on or where you do it or how you do it. If it's on your mobile phone, if it's on your PC, if it's on an Xbox itself. I don't think that's their, their play. Of course, uh, when I spoke to Aaron, he did say, you know, naturally we want people to buy the thing. And... Um, a lot of people clearly still did because of the way pre-orders went. But I, I feel like it is, that, that's a, to me, I think a question that is an odd one to get is, is the amount of people who are like, well, why should I buy an Xbox? And my answer is generally, if you aren't someone who has a PC, but, well, my answer is generally, if you don't need to, you don't have to. And that is a credit to Microsoft, yeah. not 
not an insult. It is a credit to Microsoft that you can play these games on your PC, not an insult. Because people are like, well, I don't even need an Xbox, stupid Microsoft, I have my PC. They're like, they know that though. Yeah. <laughs> They've done that intentionally and, and this is good for you. Why are you making fun of them? Um, so it's it's just a weird one that I think is like, because it's such a new approach to the way that we're used to the console wars. People are, are definitely getting caught up and confused on that one, I think. Yeah. And, and, and you know, little, little, little known secret, if you're playing on PC, you're playing on a Windows box. Also true. <laughs> <Sorry>. Good point. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's round out the show right now. October Games with Gold. Don't forget to download your game with gold. Uh, Slay Away Camp Butcher's Cut, Made of Skur. I've never heard of that game. Uh, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Oh, okay. Costume Quest, all hitting you this month, so make sure to go download those games. I will kick it to Khalif then. Made of Skur, why don't you tell me about that one really quick? Uh, the real I'm name sure. of that game was supposed to be called Made of Skeet, 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 Skeet. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, Thank you for that one for saving me. But uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it is not a part of the... Um, oh, gosh, what was the name of that trilogy of scary games that came out? Um, damn it, I can't think of it. It just, it just jumped out of my mind. But another horror game, basically, that's going to be coming out fairly soon. I'm, I'm excited. Of it. I think it's made by a Scandinavian team. Um, is it like uh, part of the part of the series with like Man and Badon and stuff? The dark that's what I was thinking it was, but it's not a part of that group okay, of, okay. Of, of, of games. That's that's. But thank you for for reminding me of what that was because that was the ones I was thinking about. But it's it's a, a game that I think is based around you trying to uh, again piece together this story. You know, yada 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 of all every scary game that you ever see. Yeah, puzzles <laughs> and all the things in it. So, but I did see some of the trails of it. It looked really good. Dope. All right. Well, it's October. Go get scared. Get your blood rate pumping. And of course, most of all, go be positive. Go make somebody smile today, just like my team did. Shout out to Barrett, our producer, the incredible Alana Pierce, hitting a huge milestone over on her YouTube channel. Go check her out because she's freaking awesome. And you're awesome listening. So go check her out. And then on top of that, the dopest guy on the internet, my man, Khalif Adams. Khalif, you get the final word. Where can everybody find you? What awesome stuff are you doing? And let's go enjoy the weekend. Fam, thank you both for having me again. Getting a chance to rock with y'all on the show is is a blessing, and it's always super dope. Even though blessing is not here, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, um, uh, yeah, you can check us out on all podcast platforms. We are now again a part of the Fanbyte Network. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube.com/slash/spawn on me. Uh, we have changed our launch days for our audio shows. We usually drop them on Tuesdays, but now. To get you those shows a little bit faster, we do our live record on Twitch, twitch.tv slash me on Thursday evenings. And then live uh, on Friday is when those shows go up. So we moved it up a bunch uh, so you get more dopeness a little bit faster for all of you there. Um, and again, you know, thank you to everybody in, in the KF fam for always supporting us and giving us love. Massive love out to all of our Bracago residents who are continuously giving me a lot of love and showing us uh, that we have one of the best communities on the planet. And again, you know, getting to rock with all of you here. Uh, I miss you, Gary. I love you, fam. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon as well. And you're doing a fantastic job with the show, Snowbite. I oh, have to say, I am infinitely proud of you. I am so proud of you. Again, this show is a part of powering your own dreams, and you've made this real. And, yeah. uh, and, and, I, and I appreciate the hell out of you for all the work that you do, fam. So, so massive love to you uh, specifically on that. Thanks, Khalif. Thanks, Alana. Thanks to the kind of funny best friends, the kind of funny team, Baird and Gary, for allowing me and all of us to power our dreams. So with Xbox, go power your dreams. Have a terrific weekend. Enjoy your holiday. Go get spooky, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> see everybody.